following is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. Tuesdays on the Huge Show Across Michigan are presented by the Soren Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. They have incredible giveaways, promotions, and the new Ascend Sportsbook is now open with live sports wagering inside Soren Eagle. And their summer outdoor concert series will feature some of the biggest shows ever in Mount Pleasant. Indoor shows happening. They have the Soren Eagle Water Park and Hotel right across from the casino property the upscale accommodations at the retreat. Everything you need is at SoaringEagleCasino.com or download the Eagle Access app. Tuesdays are presented by the incredible Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. Are you ready for huge opinions on the Lions, Tigers, Wings, Pistons, Michigan, MSU, and every sports team in the state of Michigan? It's time for the Huge Show. From the east side to the west side to the UP, the Huge Show is on air statewide on the Michigan Sports Network. Voice your huge opinions now at 1-866-838-HUGE. That's 1-866-838-4843. You ready? Now, let's go to the Auto Value Bumper to Bumper Parts Studio with the huge one, Bill Simonson. What's up, Michigan? It's time for another hour of the only show willing to tell it like it is on 19 radio stations statewide. For the one close to you, go to thehugeshow.net. Conversation in this hour will include Michigan looking back at week one, looking ahead to week two. Also, AP Top 25 poll, like I said over the weekend on the Huge Show Facebook and Twitter pages, Alabama, Georgia, the rest of college football is JV. If you watched Alabama and Georgia, it was like re-watching Michigan play in Georgia in the college football playoff. Alabama and Georgia are on different levels. We watched Ohio State at ND Saturday night. They're not in the big boy category, even though they are number three in the latest AP Top 25. How about this? Alabama, Georgia, Ohio State, and Michigan, your top four. Oh, that's nice. So if the college football playoff was happening tonight, Michigan would get Alabama this time around instead of Georgia. Hey, how about you just take that southern foot and stick it where the sun doesn't shine? Clemson 5, they look pretty good last night in that win over Georgia Tech. Texas A&M 6, Oklahoma 7, Notre Dame's 8. They get so much love in the polls. They do, but they showed up for three quarters at Ohio State on Saturday night. Baylor 9, USC 10, Michigan State is 14. There you go. Uh, By the way, in the coaches poll, Michigan is 5, Michigan State is 11. So the coaches are using hashtag Tuck coming. AP and the writers are going, it's okay to swim in the deep end or stop by the woodshed. I know polls don't mean anything, and they really shouldn't do any poll until after like four games. 
because everybody lives off their name. But I will tell you, Alabama and Georgia. Varsity, rest of college football, JV. Book it, mark it down. You heard it first. On the day after Labor Day, on the huge show across Michigan, your national championship game is already set. So go ahead and play all the games. Michigan can win at Ohio State, win the Big Ten. That'd be pretty cool. Win another Big Ten championship, and then it's time to knock on college football playoffs door. Hello, Mr. Georgia. Good to see you. Hello, Mr. Alabama. You want to pick a score? It doesn't matter if it's Michigan or Michigan State. You want 42 nothing? You want 44 nothing? Go ahead and pick it. And then a lot of people are just giving me grief. Oh, you're telling me that Ohio State and Michigan couldn't beat Georgia and Alabama? Yeah, that's what I'm telling you. Do the CBS eyeball test. Look at those two teams, Alabama and Georgia. Just watch them walk out of the locker room. They look like NFL teams. They're coached like NFL teams. Now, I will tell you, Mel Tucker coached under both Kirby Smart and Nick Saban. He's building something similar. He hopes he can do it. Because you're playing catch-up on the five-star train, but... Coach Tucker is upgraded with a lot of four stars for that next recruiting cycle. And then you're going to get into that name, image, and likeness money, which I still think will sort itself out. But that's where Harbaugh and Michigan. And they're stepping up. That's the game right now. It is. You can, uh, Alabama and Georgia will play for the national championship again. They're that good. They are. And I appreciate the Big Ten flavor because the Big Ten is well represented in the AP Top 25, Michigan 4, Ohio State 3. That's pretty cool. And you got ND8. People keep talking about, oh, it's all the Southern and West schools because it's warm, they're good. I get because their high school teams can like practice year-round or the kids can work out. Uh, also from the Big Ten, Michigan State at 14, Wisconsin at 19. There you go. Penn State got a few votes after winning at Purdue and didn't look that bad because they got a quarterback. And Franklin can keep the opposition in any game at any time. So Alabama, Georgia, we're actually doing the huge power poll. We've cut a deal with Bud Light, and it's going to be the Bud Light huge college football power poll. And every week, I'm just going to put Alabama and Georgia 1A, 1B, And then I'm going to have below it the rest of college football. And then for the second straight day, people are accusing me of now being a Southern homer. I'm a homer to the South. Okay, great. It's like talking about Michigan and Michigan State. I can't win in that conversation. And because I say, without hesitation, Alabama and Georgia separate themselves today from the rest of college football, all of a sudden, I'm Mr. Southern Comfort. And I haven't drank that whiskey since I was, well, let's just say a little bit under 21. And I barfed all over my date, and I was at a party, and that stuff, I just can't drink it.
So it's basically why I hate the South. <laughs> uh, let's go talk to Chris Ballas from the Wolverine.com, the Michigan insider. He is standing by on the Meyer guest line. How you doing, my friend? I'm doing great, buddy. And by the way, you're not uh, anything but a realist if you're saying that Alabama and Georgia look to be a cut above. And I think we're going to see more of that when Alabama plays at Texas. And but those two teams, uh, they're just they operate differently. They look different. They're the best two teams in college football by far. And I don't think that's a hot take, brother. Every Michigan fan can go back to New Year's Eve, right? Yeah. Um, when we're all gathered, whether it was at a a local brands, whether you're at your house, whether you're down in Florida where you were, Chris. Uh, we were at Eastern Hall having that party upstairs. The minute you watched Georgia run out, I looked to Mohawk, uh, Jerome, Farrick, all the guys, and I said, Michigan's in trouble. I said yeah. that immediately yeah. with before a snap, before the national anthem, I said they're in trouble. And that's just a fact right now, Chris. When you look at Alabama and Georgia, they are the varsity. The rest of college football is a JV. There's no question. And and you know what? I remember hearing that when Alabama played Notre Dame, what, 10 years ago maybe? And, And somebody said when they came out onto the field, they knew that there was just a difference in the two teams and their makeup, and who knows why, but they were bigger, they were faster, they were stronger. You know what? It's a football factory mentality, and you can sense it. But, boy, what Georgia did to Oregon, you know, Alabama's going to be Alabama every year. Those are the two teams, and everybody's playing catch-up. So that's why it's a good thing that the playoff was expanded, though. You know, you get other teams an opportunity. You know basically every year that who two or three of the four teams are going to be. So now you've at least got an opportunity to play for something again to get into that playoff and be a sacrificial lamb depending on how far you make it but and then maybe once every you know three four years a team like utah remember that utah team several years ago that beat alabama in the bowl game rises up with a bunch of seniors and plays extremely well and uh, you know surprises somebody but those programs aren't going away they operate differently their bodies are different and just the way it is that youtube video of alabama's entrance when they leave the locker room and they walk down that tunnel full of the lights and all the trophies and and you see the crowd oh my god i mean if you're if you're a stud top you know five-star recruit huh you alabama gets their pick of the litter that that also is a fact right now they just get they get the five stars they want correct yep Absolutely, and George is right there with them too. When they, when they got uh, on board with the way that Alabama did things, uh, now it's those two, and they they know how to do it. And Georgia fans have been asking that for that for a long time. They didn't, they you know didn't like their place behind Alabama and some of these other Southern schools uh, as an also ran, and so they made that decision, and there they are. So, but it's uh, it's a different brand of football. There's no question about it. I, I had a cut of Saban going, you know, uh, name, image, and likeness meant we have to step back a little bit on the money, but we're still competitive. <laughs> That's great. That's about it, too. I didn't say it. You said it. Like, I'm just saying step back still. on the money. We're still competitive. I didn't say anything else. Uh, Don't try and put yeah. words in my mouth, Ballas. I didn't say anything. Look at you. Leave Bill out to dry. I didn't say that. That was huge. Uh, hey, you know how I feel about that, buddy. Well, you know, and and again, I, I that Saturday, really Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, uh, even last night with Clemson and Georgia Tech, just this five day feast of college football to start the season, and you got a good feeling. Really, yes. I think the Big Ten 
is still competitive. You know, I know we talk about Alabama and Georgia, but if you look top to bottom now, uh, you might start saying the Big Ten is not deeper than the SEC, but the second deepest conference in college football. And I look at Michigan, and I look at what they did, and 51-7, go about their business. They move up to number four in the AP, number five in the coaches' poll, Yet there's still all this drama around J.J. Orcade, which is our Bud Light huge question of the day. Who is your QB one as a Michigan fan, J.J. Orcade? It's amazing, Chris, uh, that you can see the visual of J.J. and Cade frustrated afterwards and the body language during the game. And I know his numbers don't mean he's getting benched, but uh, yep. this is an ongoing battle that I don't think will stop anytime soon. No, unless J.J. McCarthy comes out and tears it up, and he's going to against Iowa, he better, right? That's probably one of the worst teams, if not the worst team in college football. So, uh, But what I've always said is that he provides an element that Cade McNamara doesn't have physically, and it's not just the feet, it's the big arm. He made a throw across the field to A.J. Henning for six yards that Cade McNamara can't make. And Cade had a bad start, and part of the reason for that, you could tell he was feeling the pressure, and I felt bad for him in that respect, right? You know, he thinks, okay, look, what I did last year and you know what and now he's got the weight of the world on his shoulders and and everybody's like oh that's Cade being Cade well no it wasn't Cade McNamara was on target in most of his games last year and played very well and got better at times uh, had his moments but you know he was a solid quarterback he was third big third team all big 10 quarterback but you're being pushed by a guy with NFL skills Bill who it's only a matter of time if he reaches a ceiling is going to be the quarterback here so you could see it in the way he ran you could see the offense looked labored when McNamara was out there. The ball takes a long time to, out, to get out to his receivers and the flat passes, unless it's a swing pass like it was to Roman Wilson where he gets it on the run and you know just gives your receivers more time to do things with the ball. So, And then you've got that element that adds to the running game. You saw it looks like he's a step faster even than last year, and he was fast last year. So as long as he stays healthy, that adds an element to the offense that is really, really hard to defend. So uh, we're going to see what happens. You know, the, the knock on McCarthy is been the turnovers in practice and it's real so if he protects the ball and ironically the best thing he did I thought on Saturday was checking down a couple of times when there was nothing downfield to a tight end Colston Loveland who's going to be a stud and a, and a running back and C.J. Stokes who surprised everybody as a freshman so made some great decisions if he continues to do that Bill I think he's the quarterback. Chris Ballas from the Wolverine.com joining us on the Meyer guest line here in the huge show across Michigan also I saw some videos at jj.com uh he will do name image and likeness appearances at somebody's house and he walks on water in their backyard (laughs) pools i think that's fantastic (laughs) the thing is man that's just, the thing is, you can you can like your guy without cutting the other guy down. That's the disappointing part about the the Michigan fan base, and it's been that way for a long time. In any fan base, right? You know, how about appreciating what the kid did for you last year? And uh, you know, Cade McNamara did not handle it well as a, as a captain. And I wrote that in my post game observations. Is you know, if you are going to get surpassed on the depth chart, or if you don't play well as a Michigan captain, like Tom Brady did so many years ago when he was competing with Drew Henson, you've got to keep 
your mouth shut, support the other guy, and say, hey, you know what? We've got two good quarterbacks. It's going to play out and whatever's best for the team, even if you don't mean it. So I'm pretty sure he had a talk with the coaches after his press conference after the game, and they probably told him the same thing. We need and expect more from you. So, But he is a great kid, and uh, you know what? I still think they're going to need both quarterbacks this year, and we'll see what McCarthy does. But you know what? You look at Iowa, for example. That's a game where, oh God, are they bad offensively, but you look at their defense, and that's a game in which you can't turn the ball over and let them hang around. So, you know what? Cade McNamara's been there. J.J. McCarthy hasn't. You aren't going to go down to Iowa City and Kinnick and start slinging the ball everywhere and and give them a chance to win games. That's what they're hoping you're going to do. So it's going to be fascinating to see how Jim Harbaugh does or does this and handles his quarterbacks. Um, again, I, like I said, I'm glad I don't have to make these decisions. Chris Ballas from the Wolverine.com, the Michigan Insider, joining us on the Meyer Guest Line here on the Huge Show across Michigan. I can understand Kate's frustration mm-hmm. that you led the team to a Big Ten title. You led the team to a win over Ohio State. Well, Ohio State first in the Big Ten title. You took him to the college football playoff, and now his body language and even the postgame presser, he, he looks like he's on the verge of losing his job to J.J. McCarthy, who would not be frustrated in that situation, yeah. right? True. Yeah, but it entitles you to nothing, and that's exactly what Jim Harbaugh has said every year. He said that those positions are for rent. Even the coaching positions are for rent. He made that clear last spring, you know, when McCarthy, when McNamara said, you know what, I feel like I'm a Big Ten championship quarterback, and I feel like it's my job, it's my team, and everything else. You can feel that way, but you still have to come out and perform. Uh, you know what? Otherwise, you look what happened to Cle- at Clemson a few years ago. You know, you get you got good quarterbacks, and, and even at Alabama, Alabama that have played and led you to a lot of wins, but if the other guy's going to give you a better chance to win, he's going to play. That's just the way it goes, and you have to handle it better as a senior and as a as a captain. So, uh, you know, I, I'm one of those guys that uh, appreciates uh, it, it was since 2004 that Michigan had won a Big Ten championship, and Cade McNamara was a huge part of that team. What The one that really gets me is like, oh, they won in spite of him. And, you know, I was watching that Ohio State game last night, and he had a great game other than the one throw. And everybody said, oh, that was Hassan Hatton. Aspen's game. No, he picked his spots and he made some great throws, kept drives alive. He was fantastic in, in running the offense, had some shots downfield, so he was a big part of that. But it doesn't guarantee your spot next year. It doesn't guarantee you're going to be the guy. Jim Harbaugh made that clear to him. He made that clear to everybody else on the team that if you don't perform and somebody else does, they're going to play. That's what's called meritocracy, and that's what he believes in. Chris Ballas of the Wolverine.com joining us talking about the win over Colorado State and beyond the J.J. Cade uh, top-shelf storyline, if we didn't have that QB battle going on, what was the second-best story out of that win this past Saturday at the Big House? That swarming defense, right? I mean, you look, they look like a pack of rabid dogs out there. They couldn't wait. You could tell that they like playing together, number one. And we were wondering how it was going to be from Mike McDonald to Jesse Minter, a defensive coordinator, and it looked the same. And these guys looked hungry. They looked like they had a few pass rushers, right? Braden McGregor early. Derek Moore, a true freshman, got there a few times. Uh, you had Yavi Anoma, who's been on the team for all of a month, getting in there and disrupting some things. So it looks like they've got more options there than we thought. 
Bill, and, and they play so fast together. Mike Sainristo at cornerback was all over the field, as Harbaugh said. He got my game ball after the game. We went through, and uh, clearly he was he looked like he'd been playing the position for a long time. So love that defense. The one thing that I want to see more of is how are they going to play when they line up against a team that really wants to run right at them. I thought Colorado State ran the ball a little bit too well for my liking. I know the numbers were skewed by sack yardage, but they had some plays that got out, and it looked like they controlled the line of scrimmage at times. That needs to be shored up. I think that Mike Elston will do that. He's an outstanding defensive line coach. and But those guys, the way they got to the ball, the seven sacks, the 11 tackles for loss, that is a fast and deep defense, just like Jim Harbaugh predicted it was going to be. Time will tell if it's better than last year's, but early returns are that they've got a lot of athletes on that side of the ball that know what they're doing. Who was the best new name at the big house on Saturday? Yeah, great question. I thought it was on the defense. I really thought McGregor uh, because, you know, he's not really a new name. He was a junior, but here's a guy that people had written off. He had a major knee injury coming in. He had a rough start, frankly, adapting to the program and to this level of college football. But he created some some early pressure that really set the tone. As our Doug Skeen says uh, on your show quite a bit, he said the one, he's a former All-Big Ten offensive lineman at Michigan, five-time champion. He said, you know what, the one thing our quarterbacks always said to us is if you want me to have a bad game, let me get pressure early. And I thought McGregor really set the tone. And then Anoma comes in there and on his first snap, gets a sack. And uh, you know what, there are a lot of freshmen. Mason Graham, I thought played better at times than Mozzie Smith, the true freshman defensive tackle. When he was in there, he he put the center in the quarterback's lap one time uh, in a one-on-one matchup where you're thinking, I can't believe this kid's a freshman. And then he got later on got a sack. So those freshmen, I thought, did a really nice job. And that class is loaded. The last two classes are loaded, which is why I think Michigan's going to be in good shape here for the next two, three years. Yeah, I like the coaching. Uh, I love that Harbaugh sticks to his guns. He wants to run the set up the pass. But it was obvious, Chris, before I let you go, that – When J.J. McCarthy was in, he brings them something that no Michigan quarterback has ever brought them. Denard was a better runner, but he wasn't Mm -hmm. the thrower, I think, or had the arm of McCarthy. And you can just see he's that next-level guy because the point about Cade and what he did last year with that team with Hutch and Ajabo and Dax Hill and everybody – you know, he didn't put the team on his back. He just didn't hurt them uh, all season. I think that was the best thing about Cade McNamara in 2021. But now you know where the bar has been set, and it's a college football playoff. And to yep. even get into a game with the Georgias or the Alabamas, you have got to upgrade the athletes at a lot of positions. You have to. You do. You do, or have that difference maker quarterback who can erase some of that stuff. Devin Gardner was that guy uh, for a while at Michigan. When they beat Notre Dame one year, Devin Gardner, even though he had an up-and-down career at Michigan, and I blame part of that on the, the crappy offensive lines that he had. He took a beating at times. But that's the one position where if you have a difference maker, it, it can kind of even things out. And I think that was what Gardner did. I think that's what J.J. McCarthy can do. Uh, and let's not anoint him yet, guys. That's another thing after, you know, a four for four performance we know what his skill set is uh, there are going to be bigger tests to come if he has a great game at iowa for example if he's the guy 
against that defense, that's really going to be telling to me. Because, again, you've got to protect the ball. And there's a reason McNamara was playing, and it wasn't because he just didn't hurt them. He was leading more scoring drives in practice and more scoring drives in games and putting points on the board when he was out there. And people can say, well, it wasn't because of him. Well, if you're going head-to-head and you're measuring the numbers, and those numbers are better than what J.J. McCarthy's doing in practice and and uh, and in game situations, then, yeah, he's going to be the guy. So, But as of now, and what we've always seen is that McCarthy has the higher, the better skill set. There's no question physically. He's better as a runner. He's better as a passer. Now he's got to prove that he can do it against good defenses, and we're not going to know, Bill, for what, three, four more weeks? You know, these, these are, this is kind of fool's gold here, what, we, what we've seen. Uh, as we always know, you know, everybody talks about November Heisman or September Heismans and September championships and everything else. We've got to see him do it against good football teams, and it's going to be a while before we see one of those. Chris Ballas from the Wolverine.com, part of the On3.com team, talking Michigan football on the Meyer guest line. Uh, before I let you go, uh, the setup for Saturday, because Hawaii is brutal, blown out sure. by Western Kentucky at home and the Vanderbilt on the road. They, they can name their number. So now you have McCarthy making his first start. Does he get the full first half? Uh, and then do you go to McNamara in the second half, or do you go – uh, down the depth chart list, how do you think the QB situation plays out against one of the worst teams to ever come to the big house hmm. in Hawaii? Yeah, it's a fair question. I think you have to give them a half. There's no doubt about it. And what I would do if I were them is let them swing it. I don't want to see them pound the ball 50 times and you know not show anything. This is you've got to audition now and get ready for the better teams that you're going to play. Let's see how he reads defenses, even if it's a crappy one, and let them throw downfield because you've got a plethora of receivers that we've talked about, Bill. That these guys are probably wondering, hey, when am I going to get mine? And Andrew Anthony, you know, I think caught one or two passes, had a couple targets. They are so deep, you can't waste that group. So if you're going to play McCarthy out there, then do what he does. Let him get some experience, some live bullets against the defense where he's throwing downfield. Frankly, it wouldn't, I wouldn't mind if they threw two out of three times, uh, even even if they were running up the score, just to get him some some reps in that situation. So, But I think he'll get at least a half. I do think McNamara will play. I think you'll see three or four quarterbacks play in that game at least, maybe more than probably more than that, Bill. But you've got to give him a half and let him go and see what happens uh, when when it's live out there to really make this a fair competition. Chris, thanks for your time. We'll talk later in the week. Look ahead to a Rainbow Warrior Saturday <laughs> night primetime matchup in J.J. McCarthy's first start. Be there. Also, did you hear Anthony Bellino doing uh, the in-stadium uh, mic breaks uh, from X's and Bros on the Michigan Sports Network? I heard some of the audio, and he did a great job uh, in his debut Saturday at the Big House. I'm sure he did, but we can't hear a thing behind that glass, man, believe it or not. We can hear some muffled cheers, and we can hear the band a little bit and some of the music, and that's about it. But I know, I'm know i sure he did a good job. I've heard they don't give you guys a crowd noise? No, we, they open one little window above us. It's kind of like, you know, uh, it's it's crazy. It's it's really... No, you were going to say really, it's like prison. You wanted to I say was, that. actually. <laughs> I decided to stop myself, but you know what I was thinking. So, like, we got, we got out in the courtyard for a few minutes, you know, but they open one little window. We hear that's a little nice. bit, and that's about it. So. That's nice. But it's really ster- a sterile environment, Bill, and it's unfortunate. But you know what? When it's hotter than heck out like it was, and it's 72 in the box, and we're sipping on a water, it's it's okay. Please tell me they're not sterilizing 
uh, the media. Right? <laughs> no, no, they're not doing that. There are some guys that should be. But right, not there, yeah. Uh, don't, yeah. Don't, don't get on Clayton Safey right now. Don't even go with it. Okay. He's the last guy. All right, yeah. we love it. Well, they got, I'm surprised their windows don't open. Every press box I've ever been in, yeah. uh, the windows open so people get a feel for uh, the weather, the crowd, mm-hmm. the media kind of feels it, uh, where yeah. the momentum is, the mojo. So those windows don't open. You're locked in in the press box at Michigan. Yeah, they've got little ones at the top that open, but they only open a couple of them. You'll have to get up there, man. And, and I've been there, but I didn't know. I okay. thought most windows, you know, pulled up or uh, they could no. slide up. I no, mean, nothing I, like that. Yeah, it's it's, and that's like that in most press boxes. The only place it wasn't was at Oregon back in 2003. The whole thing slid open, right. and you could hear that crowd noise. It was fantastic, yeah, so, and man. at the Metrodome, but but that doesn't really count. Yeah, when I was doing the XFL, all those press boxes opened up. That was yeah, awesome, man. Cool. Legion Field, uh, the old Meadowlands where the planes were landing underneath the light towers. Over at Tittleboro, while I was doing the game with Otis Wilson and Lou Canellis, and Vince McMahon was standing in the back of the booth. Yeah, XFL. That was awesome. That's great. That was back. Yeah, you sound really pleased. You got to go write another story. <laughs> Thanks a lot. <laughs> Thanks for having me, Billy. Right, yeah, back Take at care, you, brother. Yeah, Chris Ballas from the Wolverine.com joining us on the Meyer Guest Line. And Meyer, proud to be longtime partners with the University of Michigan Athletics. We'll get an update on the injuries and Michigan State football. I mentioned up to 11 in the coaches poll, 14 in the AP poll, Michigan 4 in the AP poll, 5 in the coaches poll, Jim Comperoni, SpartanMag.com. He'll join us next. From Petoskey to Detroit, this show is huge. Coming right at you. The excitement you've been waiting for. Eagle Casino and Sports. The mobile casino made in Michigan, made for Michigan. Play slots and table games with live dealers at one exciting site. PlayEagle.com. Sign up today and get a match deposit up to $1,500. That's right, up to $1,500 plus 100 free spins. Eagle Casino and Sports. Go to PlayEagle.com and start winning today. Must be 21 or older and in Michigan to play. Van Andel Institute Purple Community is a grassroots fundraising network powered by the dedicated volunteers who support VAI's mission to improve human health now and in the future. When you raise funds through the Van Andel Institute Purple Community, 100% of the proceeds go directly to the Institute's research into diseases like cancer and Parkinson's, as well as VAI science education programs. Learn how you can get involved at purplecommunity.org. Are you ready to hit the open road? You know, get out of Dodge. Meet us at the Detroit Camper Show. Vickers Trailer Sales specializes in towables. New and used pop-ups, retro-style campers, travel trailers, and fifth wheels. Browse inventory online at VickersTrailerSales.com. That's V-I-C-A-R-S TrailerSales.com. Call or text 313-291-9000. For over 53 years, Vickers makes happy campers. No big box store pressure, just mom and pop deals. Campers starting at $89.99. Or payments as low as $128 a month with 10% down and credit approval. 
Call or text 313-291-9000. Your adventure awaits at Vickers Trailer Sales. Huge here for all the Mr. Car Wash locations across Michigan. You're going to want to look into that unlimited monthly pass that I use. Superfly Hayes, my producer, uses it. I can get my SUV washed as often as I like for one low price. You can sign up today. Just go to MrCarWash.com or stop by your local Mr. Car Wash location here in Michigan for the one close to you. And to get that unlimited pass, go to MrCarWash.com. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. We'll talk about Michigan State's Friday night win over Western. It was quiet in their late third quarter. Fourth quarter, they took control both offensively and defensively. Won that game. Jim Comperoni, SpartanMeg.com, the MSU Insider, is standing by in the Meyer guest line. How you doing, my friend? Thanks for having me on. Yeah, um, I, I like the defense, uh, especially defensive line. Uh, Winmon was just unbelievable. Uh, National Defensive Player of the Week or Weekend, whatever you want to call it. Um, uh, Thorne looked, you know, a little bit too jacked up early, but again, the uh, his dad on the other sideline, all that coming into play game one of the season. I'm not making excuses, but had some open receivers. Still would like to see more of a playmaker emerge. I know Reed has the ability on the separation. Walker could do it last year, but just a, a few more house guys on offense. Thought the secondary was better uh, than last year, but I don't think they're there yet. So what do you take, or what did you take from game one for the Spartans? They were not great, but it's kind of hard to look great in week one. I think I've misjudged, and we've probably all misjudged teams for better or worse in week one in the past. That being said, uh, the biggest thing I take out of it, Peyton Thorne, he needs to find himself. He's, he's played well in the past. I don't think that's an emergency situation. But you're right. He consistently missed high with his passes. And that wouldn't be that big of a deal, except – he didn't have that very. He didn't have a very good game in the bowl game, the Peach Bowl against Pittsburgh either. He played well in the fourth quarter, but he was, uh, you know, he criticized himself after the bowl game, and he criticized himself after this game. He's a perfectionist. He knows he can do better than that, and they need him to do better than that if they're going to pursue the goals that they that they think they're capable of achieving. Um, the big takeaway is the injuries, though. You know, Darius Snow, starting linebacker, out for the year. Mel Tucker said this press conference. And Xavier Henderson, captain, safety, four-year starter, 34 straight starts, did not play in the second half, lower body injury. Uh, you know, Mel Tucker not revealing any particulars about him other than to say that he's sore. And, you know, he, he gave the vague response, uh, he'll be ready when he's ready. So I don't know if Xavier Henderson's going to be out a week or five weeks. or No one really knows. You take, but, Bill, those are the two smartest players on this defense inside linebacker and safety. They're the ones that make calls and repeat the calls and handle all the communication from inside out. You take those two guys out, you're taking away your best hitting linebacker, Darius Snow. Everybody I was talking to said that he was having an excellent camp in August, and people on the inside were saying, you watch, he's going to get all Big Ten votes, he's going to have a breakthrough season. And Xavier Henderson's been all Big Ten in the past. You don't lose just one, you lose both of them, it has to put a dent 
in this defense. A defense that's a little bit questionable to begin with, but uh, that's the big takeaway is losing those two key performers on defense. What are the positives uh, that you took from that game that, you know, on the flip side, you talked about Henderson and Snow, but these positives, you think, help the team win games moving forward? Jacoby Winmon, you mentioned him, four sacks. You know, I think Pro Football Focus credited him with five. He almost had five or six. Now, it'll be more, it'll be difficult to have that many sacks every week. Everybody knows that. He's on film with some of his favorite moves. Better players will be able to, uh, to uh, be ready for those. But he is, he is uncommon with his ability to dip that shoulder low with that, that rip move. He makes himself so skinny and small and low. And then at the top of his pass rush, the way he can bend it back toward the quarterback and run the hoop. Both of those things, he's uncommonly good with those things. So I do think most teams are going to have trouble with him all year. Uh, I thought he had a chance to be a pretty solid player, but I think he could be more than that. And he can, he can really help this pass defense by what he can do as a pass rusher. So that was uh, somewhat uh, – I thought he could be pretty good, but it was kind of unexpected, the impact that he had. Um, ben Van Summeren, Van Sumeren, the transfer from Michigan, last year was third-string linebacker, played in short yardage and some red zone situations. He started in this game, which surprised me. He looks faster. He's doing a good job spilling plays and chasing them down. You know, I'm not sure that he's a, going to be great in pass defense, but he, he won that job in a competitive, deep linebacker room. So those were two surprises on defense that uh, that will help this defense and they'll need it, especially with Snow and Henderson. Snow being out for the year and Henderson being out indefinitely. Well, I like Reed and Coleman. You talked about that uh, when we chatted on Friday. I think that's a great duo on catching the ball. Berger and Broussard uh, combined for about a buck seventy-four. Not quite uh, Kenneth Walker splash, but pretty solid there uh, with Berger. Broussard has a burst. I think he'll have some uh, long runs. And like you said, Thorne got it going in the fourth quarter. He did throw for four TDs as much as we want to slice it and dice it. So, you know, I'll, I'll take the offense. Western's defense uh, really came to play. Like I said, it was one possession game going into the fourth quarter. And you're Michigan State. You're at home. You'll take a 35-13 W. Oh, I agree. And Western Michigan did a lot to take Jaden Reed away. That you know they would they were rolling double teams in his direction. So Thorne had to come off of him a little bit. And, and Coleman is a guy you can go to and get plays. Trey Mosley's a guy you can go to and get plays. The tight end Daniel Barker holding that one-handed. Uh, touchdown in the end zone. We talked about him before the game last Friday. He has people he can go to. Malik Carr hasn't quite had the big breakthrough yet. He had a big play against Penn State last year at the end of the season, but Malik Carr has a lot of potential. Point is, Peyton Thorne has some talented guys that he can deal deal it out to if Jaden Reed is taken away. The run game, no. There's no Kenneth Walker on this roster. Jalen Berger, I think he's a step quicker than what we saw at Wisconsin. Broussard, you're right. He is quick, uh, quick to daylight. Maybe not that extra gear breakaway speed, but a nice combination of vision and quickness. I think that's a pretty good one-two punch. Not great, but pretty good. And if you if you complement pretty good with the receivers they have and a good, solid, experienced quarterback who's capable of making the throws, that can be good enough. So I think offense is looking pretty good. Offensive line, Mel Tucker said not physically dominant enough it was uh, they were capable they were functional in this game 
but he wanted a little more physicality, a little more dominance. He was happy that they did, uh, you know, pave the way for that fourth and goal touchdown in a key moment in the fourth quarter. That was good, but he he would have liked, you know, better 15 rounds of toughness out of those guys. So they're still working on that with the offensive line. Jim Cabroni, SpartanMag.com, looking back at State's 35-13 win over Western on Friday night in East Lansing. They're a 34.5-point favorite on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Big board for Game 2, which is Akron. Uh, you can follow everything Michigan State football 24-7 at SpartanMag.com. Comp and his team have it all covered at SpartanMag.com. Comp will talk later in the week and get your thoughts on the Akron Game 2 matchup. Sounds great, Bill. Thanks a lot. Have a great day. Opt in to the huge text chain. Text HUGE to 21000. BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, unleashes the spirit of Las Vegas with BetMGM Rewards. Hey, this is Matt Shepard. Every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you can earn BetMGM Rewards points that you can redeem for online bonus credits like free bets and risk-free tokens. Planning a trip to Vegas? You can also convert your BetMGM points into MGM Rewards points that you can use towards dining, shows, and hotel rooms at over 20 MGM Resorts properties located on the Las Vegas Strip and nationwide. BetMGM Rewards is sports betting's premier loyalty program featuring exclusive offers, incredible experiences, and valuable perks when you wager on the BetMGM app. Sign up with BetMGM or log on today to get an even bigger piece of the action with BetMGM Rewards. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Michigan only. If you think you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help. Excludes Michigan disassociated persons. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. We are back broadcasting across Michigan. We're all about huge opinions. Big name guest, Superfly Hayes, is our executive producer. Let's check in on what's on tap at all the brands, Steakhouse and Grills. Saturday, you'll have Michigan State Akron at 4, Hawaii at Michigan Night Game at 8 p.m. on all the TVs at all brands' locations. Lions season opener Sunday at 1 against the Eagles at all brands, Steakhouse and Grills. ND. Rest of the NFL, Bills, Stafford, and the Rams on Thursday night, kicking off the NFL season. For the brands close to you, go to brands.com. You will find a brands in Bay City, brands in Caledonia, just south of Grand Rapids, brands in Cascade, east of GR, brands in Holland, off of US 31 and James, Johnny Brands in Granville, and Johnny Brands on Leonard. In downtown GR, just off of 131, lunch, dinner, happy hours, and all the Michigan, Michigan State, ND, and Lions games on all the TVs at all brands' locations. Check out their lunch, dinner menu, takeout, pickup, delivery, and more all day long. Go to brands.com. That's what's on tap, presented by all the brands, takeouts, and grills. Here's what's on tap with the HUGE show coming up on Saturday. Uh, it's an honor uh, to be the MC uh, for the Step Up for Down Syndrome celebration at the Special Olympics Michigan Unified Sports and Inclusion Center at 68th and Division, uh, south of GR, 
Uh, this is a full day from 9 a.m. until 3 p.m. where you can join the Down Syndrome Association of West Michigan for a day of celebration, exploration, and fun at their annual community event and fundraiser. Step up for Down Syndrome. And I will be the MC. Uh, kicking off everything early Saturday morning. Registration and everything opens up at 9 a.m. So if you want to get out and support the Down Syndrome community and those families, kids and adults, uh, join me, 68th and Division, that new Special Olympics Athletic and Inclusion Center, which is one of the best things in this country, if not the world, for kids and adults with special needs. And I'll be out there stepping up for Down Syndrome. That will be on Saturday, uh, 9 a.m. until 3 p.m. Look for me uh, a little after 9 and there at 10 a.m. MC in the start and uh, leading everybody out. It will be awesome. And thank you to all the families. Thank you to all the support groups uh, who step up for those kids and adults uh, with special needs. And you can step up for Down Syndrome this Saturday, 9 a.m. until 3 p.m., at the Special Olympics Michigan Unified Sports and Inclusion Center, the old Grand Rapids South Christian High School at 68th and Division just south of GR. And also a shout-out to King Flower. We see their trucks all the time out in Lowell, Michigan, uh, for supporting uh, this special event on Saturday. That'll be cool. Sometimes... We go about our lives, and we don't understand what other families and kids and adults have to deal with. And it's amazing to see the state of Michigan support those with special needs. If you miss any interview, any hour, any full show, our podcasts are free, and you can listen on your schedule. Just search The Huge Show where you download podcasts. Big. Bad. Huge.